everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Three Point Podcast. Um, in this episode, we will be covering our first round playoff predictions and the end of season awards. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, first up, um, the play-in games between Portland and Memphis. So if you didn't know, Portland have to win one game against Memphis, while Memphis have to win two against Portland without losing one. So I personally have Portland winning in the first game, so Memphis would be eliminated from playoff contention, and then Portland would go on to play the Lakers. This is mainly due to Dame's absolute excellence over the past few uh, days, especially in the bubble, and he's just been going crazy, um, hitting absolutely wild threes, and I think this was uh, sparked by a bit of Skip Bayless's comments, as well as um, Paul George and Patrick Beverly sort of starting a beef in the Blazers vs Clippers game a little while ago. Um, so then I have the Lakers in five over the Trailblazers because um, Avery Bradley's loss will definitely hurt the Lakers against Dame and hurt their perimeter defence. Um, but, I mean, they do still have Danny Green, so that's that's pretty good for them. But, ultimately, Dame will have one game where, you know, he drops 50 or 60, and uh, the Lakers just won't be able to stop him. Although, uh, the Lakers having LeBron and AD will just be too powerful for the Blazers, and Nurkic and Whiteside and all the rest of them, Zach Collins... They just won't be able to stop um, AD and LeBron in uh, four games. So the Lakers will win four and Portland will win one. The next series is the Clippers versus Dallas. And I personally have the Clippers in five over the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this is because um, the best offense in NBA history, according to offensive rating in Dallas, will likely steal a game Um in a poor shooting night for the Clippers because the Clippers have, while they're the second best offense in the NBA, they aren't, um, they just don't have the consistency, in my opinion, to um, win in four against them, a great offensive team like the Mavs. Um, additionally, um, well, well, the next series is the Nuggets versus Utah. And I think the Nuggets will win in six. This is mainly because of the chemistry in Utah, um, which is a bit of a worry because it's a bit rocky, the relationship between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, also I've heard. And um, also their injuries will hurt them a fair bit and they just won't have the uh, depth and star power as well as chemistry to get over the Nuggets. So I've got them taking two games out of seven. And so the Nuggets will win in six. Uh, the next series is uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Houston Rockets. And while Houston are the higher seed, I've actually got the Thunder um, overcoming them in six games. This is primarily due to the Thunder being the best clutch team in the league right now, or this season, and um, Houston 
well, they're very good in the clutch, um, and they can certainly clutch up with their defense. Um, they, I don't think they have the experience or depth to um, beat the Thunder um, in six or in any or in any amount of games, just in a playoff series in general. Um, also, Stephen Adams's height will likely be a um, big contribution for the Thunder and he'll probably average around 15 rebounds a game, well that's at least what I think. Um, now onto the East, we've got Milwaukee versus Orlando, so Milwaukee will likely win in four uh, versus Orlando because Jonathan Isaac's injury will, he, he's only really going to stop her on the Magic, um, so that loss will definitely be uh, very bad for them, and um, yeah, his injury is pretty sad, but um, anyway, Giannis will just be too much, along with Middleton and Bledsoe and Lopez, they'll just be too much um, for Vooch, uh, Aaron Gordon, and the rest of the Magic. Um, next up, we have the Heat versus the Pacers, so... In this series, I've got it going 2-7, and Miami being the fifth seed, taking the win against Indiana in Game 7. Um, this is mainly because the Heat's defense can certainly clutch up in playoff games, and, they would, and they've got the depth, as well as a star talent in Jimmy Butler, to overcome the Pacers team. Uh, next series is Boston versus Philadelphia. Boston, I've personally got winning in six against Philly because uh, of the sort of chemistry slash coaching issues in Philadelphia. By this, I mean that um, Brett Brown has sort of had a very inconsistent rotation and um, with the Shake Milton and Embiid drama, that occurred in a bubble game earlier. Uh, the 76ers just won't have um, enough consistency to beat the Celtics in a playoff series, in my opinion. Um, now, the last uh, first round matchup would be Toronto versus Brooklyn. So, in this uh, series, I've got Toronto winning in four because Brooklyn have obviously Kyrie and KD out, and apart from them, uh, they don't really have the depth um, to contend with Toronto's all-around great defence and great offence. Um, now, so that's it for the first round playoff series. So just to remind you all, we've got the Lakers in five over Portland, Clippers in five over Dallas, the Nuggets in 6 over Utah, the Thunder in 6 over Houston, Milwaukee in 4 over Orlando, Miami in 7 versus Indiana, Boston in 6 versus Philadelphia, and Toronto in 4 versus Brooklyn. So now we will get on to the end of season awards. So for MVP, um, I don't think you can give it to anyone else other than Giannis. To be honest, Giannis is Giannis has played uh, just over 31 minutes a game this season and he's led his team to the best um, 
record in the NBA, and um, along with being one of the best offenses and the best defense in the NBA by far. Um, so Giannis um, has been absolutely spectacular. He's put up averages of around 30, 14, and 6 on the one seed. And um, while I don't necessarily agree with giving MVP to someone who just performs well in the regular season, I um, I personally would have LeBron, um, Kawhi, and maybe even Harden as more valuable in the playoffs than Giannis because I don't think Giannis has the clutch ability or shooting ability to take Milwaukee all the way. Um, so, yeah, I don't particularly agree with MVP, uh, the whole idea of it, but for the regular season MVP, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. For Defensive Player of the Year, I have also got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I have him over Gobert and AD, who are the other two finalists, mainly because his team is the best in the league defensively, as I said before, and yeah, they were the best defence by far, and Giannis is the best defender on that team, so I don't really think you can give it to anyone else other than Giannis. Additionally, Giannis can also defend probably 2 through 5, maybe 3 through 5 consistently and well, um, as opposed to Gobert and AD, who um, are more can guard 4s and 5s, and maybe some 3s, but not really as well, not nearly as well as Giannis does. For sixth man of the year, I have this going to Montrezl Harrell, followed by Dennis Schroeder and Lou Williams. Uh, I think that the majority of people would have Schroeder over Harrell, um, but for me, Harrell has been more consistent. He's helped the team to a better record, and um, he's also better defensively than Dennis Schroeder is. Um, I feel like people are sort of saying that Schroeder should win it mainly because of his sort of breakout, but I don't think this should be accounted for when selecting the sixth man of the year, um, as I believe Harold's been the clear best sixth man, um, the most efficient, um, uh, the highest volume and the best defender. So I would give it to Harold. Um, yes, now on to Rookie of the Year. Um, I don't really think this one's much of a debate, uh, but some people are saying that it should be Zion, even though he's only played in 19 regular season NBA games. But I personally have John Morant over Zion and Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn has been good for the Heat, but I wouldn't call him good enough to win Rookie of the Year. Um, maybe if uh, Jar wasn't um, in this draft class, we'll say, then Nunn would have a chance. But ultimately, uh, Jar is in the draft class, and Zion, while only playing 19 games, was absolutely spectacular. Averaged around 23 points. Um, so, yeah, Zion is uh, coming second for me, followed by none in third. So, Jar, he's obviously led 
his team to the ninth seed now, formerly the eighth seed in the regular season before the bubble. Um, and yes, he's put up averages of 17 and 7, and yeah, the Grizzlies have been one breakout contender this year, uh, just as a whole team. Um, second last award, we have Most Improved Player. So I have this going to Luka Doncic, which is a bit of a hot take, I believe, um, mainly because he's a sophomore and many people don't like giving this award to sophomores and would instead give it to someone like Bam Adebayo, who I believe is a third-year player and who has really grown from a uh, bench sort of player uh, to a starter, an all-star. However... Luca wasn't an all-star last year. I'd say he's more of a fringe all-star last year. And he has grown into an absolute superstar. Uh, it's undeniable of that. Because, uh, yes, I'd say he's the best offensive player this season. Maybe other than Harden, but best offensive player this season. Purely because he's led the Mavericks to the best offense in NBA history. Um, so, yeah. Um, now... We have, well, lastly, just to give you a case about why I haven't really included Ingram in this debate, it's because his team hasn't really um, excelled uh, excelled expectations. Um, and yes, Ingram, while putting up some big numbers and definitely improving from his time in LA, um, he just hasn't really led, uh, his stats haven't led to wins. Um, and this is sort of similar to someone like Trey Young or Bradley Beal, even though I think Bradley Beal was putting up pretty big numbers last year. But yeah, I'd put Ingram in that sort of category with those sort of players and like Zach Levine. Uh, so yes, last award is Coach of the Year. So the candidates were Nick Nurse, Billy Donovan, and Mike Budenholzer, so they're the coach of the Toronto Raptors, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Milwaukee Bucks. I personally have this award going to Nick Nurse, uh, purely because of his outstanding offensive and defensive performance, and uh, despite many injuries for the Raptors, he has pulled them together, and I believe they actually had a better record than the Clippers, the third best in the league um, for the bubble. Um, so, yeah, um, Billy Donovan I've got in second for Coach of the Year. Um, this is uh, pretty much because um, of Oklahoma City's breakout. I was expecting them to be around 12 or 13 and to have traded all of the, um, sort of like Stephen Adams, Daniel Gallinari and Chris Paul to contenders. But they've actually managed to contend themselves, and that's just been spectacular to watch. Um, so yes, I have them. I have Billy Donovan in second for Coach of the Year, followed by Mike Budenholzer. Um, Budenholzer is in last place, uh, mainly because of the Milwaukee Bucks' sort of poor playoff performance last year. Um, I think they could have done a lot better, and... I think Mike Budenholzer isn't really the greatest coach uh, in the NBA right now, 
and so I don't think he deserves uh, Coach of the Year. So, guys, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, This is just a short episode. I will hopefully be getting out a longer episode next week. But uh, given this is my first episode, I thought it it would just be good to keep it short. And so, yes, I hope you enjoyed. Um, Please make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. And, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Um, Please share. And also, if you have any comments or questions, don't feel, feel free to email me at threepointpodcast at gmail.com and I will get a reply to you and maybe even do a uh, mail uh, reply uh, segment on this podcast in a few weeks.